Welcome back to Fringe and Flourish. I'm your host, Laura Magruder, and today I am joined by the ladies of the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. This episode is actually going to be split up into two episodes um, because we just had so much awesome content to share with you guys. So uh, stick around for part one and check in next week for part two. And enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Fringe and Flourish. I'm your host, Laura Magruder, and today I am joined by two awesome women, Jenny and Sarah. They are small business owners and co-hosts of the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. So Jenny, welcome. Sarah, welcome. So tell me a little bit about what you guys do and how we ended up here. Yeah, may your first? Sure. Oh, yeah, um, go first, baby. Right. So uh, my name is Jenny Mitchley. I am a digital content specialist and uh, brand and marketing photographer. So I help people share their stories in the digital space on their websites, emails, social media platforms, and do it in a way that is authentic and engages their target audience so that their clients, you know, are attracted to them versus having to go down and chase down leads over and over and over over again that, you know, that definition of insanity, repeating the same thing, expecting a different result. Um, And yeah, so um that's what i do i'm based in the triangle here but um i travel and do whatever i also have an online course it's called stories and strategy and that's where i walk people through how to create content that sells without being salesy um i do a whole bunch of other shit but it's like you know (laughs) (laughs) what day of the week is it that's what i'm doing today yeah i love it So, and I am Sarah Madras. So my background is as a mental health therapist and I have taken what I've learned in everybody's secrets over the last two decades and I apply it to business for breakthrough mindset. And that's what I do. I teach mindset mastery skills and courage building skills so you can have a resilient life and a resilient business that is basically changing the culture. Like I figure if I'm working with the leaders and teaching them the mindset and courage skills, then that's going to create courageous cultures. And then that's where this systemic change is going to come into place. You're selling yourself short too, because she's also a Brene Brown Daring Way facilitator, like has that certification and does, you know. That's true. Yep. Yep. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Yes. So I'm a (laughs) Dare to Lead facilitator and Daring Way facilitator. So I take the work of Brene Brown and go into work with the leaders and organizations and teach them those skills so that they are creating the courageous cultures in their environment as well. Oh, I love that. I love Brene Brown. Right? Love that. Anytime I meet a fellow fangirl of Brene, I'm like, you're my people. Absolutely. Well, and I think that was like, go ahead, Jenny. No, I was going to say, don't you love when people talk to you like you don't know who Brene is? Like they're the only ones that know who Brene is. And they're like, and I was reading this thing for Brene Brown and we're all just sitting there going, hee hee. I think the first like time we talked, I was like, you know Brene? Like you love her? We're going to be great friends. (laughs) Sarah has met Brene. I was on because as a facilitator, she hosts our, like she trains, you know, like she hosts us. And so I'm on one of the training webinars and I'm texting Jenny and I'm like, oh my God, Brene just said my name. <laughs> I love she that. Yeah, it's super cool. 
Love, love that. Yeah, I, that's like, you know, on my dream, my my vision board, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and I think it's uh, it's interesting, you know, we met in, in a networking group, but like when I met you guys, you were like, okay, these are definitely my people. And we have a few other connections, you know, outside of the networking group through some of my clients who I love and I hold close. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about, finding your people because I was talking to someone earlier and I was like oh man I wish I had met you three years ago and I kind of feel that way with both of you like Jenny I you know now get to like use you for marketing content and branding like I really that's a journey we get to go on together and Sarah you're like who I want to be when I grow up so (laughs) I mean I just like it's I love that I don't believe in coincidences uh so I'm just really happy that we're here together so talk to me a little bit about how you two met. You want me to tell that? So funny. Because I'm like. All right. So. Um, so like send Brene flowers or something. I know, right? So here's. So here's. <laughs> and it's all. It's it's Christine is really where it started. So like I had. Um, when I started like really hardcore networking. I used to. I was joking. I was like I did networking boot camp. Like I went to like one to two things a day every day for three months so i could figure out where it is that i wanted to be and what i wanted to do but our friend christine who at that time was just a mutual connection was like you know here's a list of all the groups you need to join and here's a list like i randomly met her and it just kind of evolved from there so um so sarah and christine knew each other and um sarah's one of sarah's commitments for 2019 was to get out and do more networking in person Right. So people are very surprised to know I'm an introvert. And so going to these big networking things where I don't know anybody is so uncomfortable. I hate it. Like I just hate everything about it. And so I was behind the computer working on my business for so long because I was like, hey, this is cool. (laughs) I don't have to put myself in those uncomfortable positions. Right. But then my business wasn't moving as fast as I wanted it to. And then that's when Christine lovingly confronted me and challenged me and was like, Hey, it's because you're not getting out there networking. And she's like, I will be your networking buddy. Come tag along with me. And so that's, I tagged along. She tagged along and went and it was, and it wasn't like one of those like small 50 people event. It was like a 200 person event. And so she shows that and like, so we're all, you know, we all kind of dance around the table together and and um i uh so christine introduced us and um sarah said something i don't remember what it was but i like within five seconds like she said something i said Brene brown and she was like yes and that was it yep because <laughs> you know those people when they're talking your language right they are yeah. saying a certain word yes or the it's the the language they use and the way they speak right where it's just like they're at that same vibe as you that same energetic vibe and you're like catching those little words that they're saying and that's when she we were like wait have you read Brene and it was like yes I read because that's the language we were speaking right and and I have to say I don't remember what you said but it was something it was a telltale Brene thing it was Brene Brown and she was like yes and I was like okay that's it yeah, and then we found out we were both social workers and we were like, yes, social workers unite. See? <laughs> and what's so funny about that story too is 
that was my first big stretch, right? Like I went to this 200 something person event with Christine of like, oh, and I couldn't like Christine wasn't with me the whole time. Like I really had to like step up and like meet strangers and do that whole small talk thing that I hate. Like, I just don't like small talk. Like I want depth. Yeah, me too. I'm the same way. And at that event, right, right. That's why I don't like it is because I'm like, oh, we're doing this. We're doing this. Like, what do you do for a living? Like, (laughs) not me. I'm like, tell me your darkest secrets. Like, tell me yes. your trauma. Tell, yes. me your like, tell me something that actually means something, please. Yes. 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 But they were doing a raffle. And y'all, I have never won a raffle. Never. And they were <laughs> raffling for a free lunch at Capital City Club. And I freaking won the raffle. Oh. And I was like, if this is not like evidence and proof from the universe of like when you stretch and you put yourself out there, you're rewarded. And it was like this tangible reward on the same night of like the intangibles was I met Jenny. And obviously that reward is lifelong, right? The tangible immediate reward was here is a free lunch for two at Capital City Club. And I was like, thank you universe. (laughs) So the real question is, did you take Jenny? No, I took Christine. I mean, okay, I gotta that makes take sense. my girl who took right, me. Right, that's right. true. That's very true. And that's where, like, and it's funny because when I I go back and I look at, um, it is, it's those, it's that, it's that when you when you do stretch and when you when you make those shifts and and when you make, it's more than just the shifts and the stretches. It's when you make the intentional commitment yep. to do something to that's different, that's better, that however you want to quanti- qualify it, mm-hmm. like it's that intention and t- and actually walking through it and taking that action is what drives the the rest to fall into place. So yeah. the podcast came about because um, one of the things that I committed to was that I frequently in the past would suppress, like I would have these ideas. I would have, you know, these, the, I, I kept myself small and I wouldn't look at anything as an opportunity I would look at it as, you know, I can't do that. Like, or there's some reason why I'm limiting myself and I can't do that. All the circumstances. Right. So one of the commitments that I had made to myself was that I was going to stop doing that. Right. And it took baby steps, right. To just like the little things, like starting to, you know, go out and do the networking and, and kind of just brush all those fears aside and, and put myself out there in a different way and relaunch my business in a different way and do, you know, all of those things, but one of the things was I, I have um, when I have these flashes of of ideas, I call them my instant downloads. And when I get one of those instant downloads, I have to follow through with it and just see what happens. Like either the thread unravels and it goes nowhere, or it turns into some like elaborate or it spins into gold, gorgeous, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm Rumpelstiltskin or something, and um, it you know legitimately like the the podcast came about because i was driving in i was in the car one morning and something that um our podcast producer had said earlier in the week like kind of just struck me then and i had this idea for a podcast and i talked to him and he was like that's a great idea and he's like just start doing the research and we'll we'll figure it out and the name that i wanted was already trademarked i wanted to do the diana projects because wonder woman is my spirit animal and Mm -hmm. um one of them and um so but it's trademarked by some university or something for some nonprofit, whatever and so i couldn't use it 
And so right. like those oh, damn nonprofits. <laughs> right. So Joe was like, uh, well, I have the domain for girls who do stuff. You know, what? why don't why don't you just do that? And I was like, that's interesting. Let's have a conversation. So we had a conversation and um, he was like, well, who would you want as your co-host? Which I was completely unprepared for that question, knowing that the guys who do stuff are two guys who do stuff. And (laughs) he was like, who would you want as your co-host? And I was like, I'm unprepared for that. However, right off the top of my head, instant download, Sarah Madras came to mind. I was like, I think my friend Sarah would be a good fit. And, you know, basically that's legitimately how it happened. Like a couple more conversations, logistics, and here we are a year later. Yep. Following the nudges of the universe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it's because you put it out there. No, and it's more than just putting out there. I think it's being open and willing to receive, right? Because being generous and being, and being thoughtful and intentional is one is only half of it. Yeah. Because if you're not open... You can't say, oh, I want this. And then an opportunity presents itself. You're like, oh, not, not that one. Not right. That one. Right. Yeah. Or so many opportunities are presenting themselves all the time. But if you're stuck in overwhelm or procrastination or suffering of any kind, you don't see it. You don't see the opportunity. You don't hear the instant download. And so it's really just being mindful and open to receiving the messages, receiving the downloads, receiving the opportunities and being able to see them, not just like receive as in it flows to you, but when it does flow to you, that you see it, you acknowledge it and you take hold of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that you touched on language earlier because that's something that I really focus on with my friends and my family is language and the things that you say. And it really is important because I find when people are speaking in get twos and, uh, you know, particular, just these little tiny notions in their language, I'm like, okay, you get it. And that makes it easier to talk about different things when you're speaking the same language, because like you said, it's like you're on the same brainwave. And so you can almost Mm -hmm. support each other differently because you know that they're open to having the conversations. And I think too, I never, ever doubt that Jenny has my best interests at heart. Never, not even for a second. So she can say things to me and I can receive them because I know that they are from this genuine place of love. And so even if it's something that might be challenging or that I didn't expect to hear, or, you know, if she's like, Hey, here's an idea. If you would shift and maybe try this, that would help your business. Like I can receive all of those things because I know without beyond a shadow of a doubt that she has my back. There's no like murkiness, right? Like in some adult friendships, there's murkiness, there's space that you don't know how the other person is going to receive it. You don't know how um, you, you like, there's, there's messy stuff in the middle And when you're in alignment with someone else and it's clean and you can say, you know, even if you, even if it's like a total fuck up, like you can be like, I'm sorry, I totally just fucked up like that. I didn't mean to say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's still received because you know that, that what the, the foundation that has been laid is something that is, um, uh, strong and, and I don't know what, like, Pure is not the word that I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking yes, for? Yes, no, but you're right on where it's not murky. It's clean. It is pure. Okay. Like it's not tarnished. There haven't there. We don't have any um, unresolved hurts. Right. right. Yep. 
And the reason we don't have any unresolved hurts is because we are clear and kind with our communication and with our intentions and things like that. And because we have that foundation of trust. Mm -hmm. So like, here's an example. We had a guest on the podcast and I had done leadership development for him. Um, He had just retired. I did this huge leadership development for them and he raves about it. Well, he's on the podcast and he, we were talking about reform and defunding the police and yada, yada, yada. And he was like, yeah, Sarah, you're expensive. And it caught me off guard on air because my immediate reaction was, oh shit. He just said that on air. And one, I don't think, I know what my price is in the market and I'm actually not that expensive. In his mind of his market where they don't pay for training, it probably is. But all that's going through my brain and I'm frozen on the air. And Jenny, without missing a beat, goes, no, she's not. She's worth every penny. And the work she gave you is so (laughs) valuable. You just said how it transformed your organization. And boom, like while I'm sitting there stunned with my mouth open going, she was like, no, she's not. I got you. I love (laughs) you. Yeah. That's awesome. And that is how it is. That's, and that's, you know, and that's also allows us to create the space. Like, um, uh, if you go back and look, some of the guests that we've had, um, you know, like we have my parents on and it, if it weren't for the, the space that we create together and the openness, cause then I was like, it again, came to me in one of those flashbang ideas because we had an opening and I was like, what do you, and I just texted her. I was like, what if we have my parents on? And she was like, but Jenny, why? <laughs> Like, why would we? Have yeah, I can't I say I'd have mine why, on. Right. Like, I knew that the why wasn't coming from a, like, you must defend this decision and justify the reason. It was like, tell me what it is that will make this an engaging podcast. that's in alignment with our needs, goals, whatever. And I just gave her like a little snippet. I'm like, actually, they're pretty cool people. My, they're, I mean, my dad's a lifelong entrepreneur. He's been a small business owner forever. They're, you know, my, he's a, um, an immigrant. My mom's first generation. They, um, you know, they, they lived through World War II. My dad is like all of these things. And, and I was like, you know, we can take the story and push it in many different directions. They're adoptive parents. They were foster parents. They, have um you know they themselves have have had some stuff i mean they're 80 they've had stuff oh wow yeah (laughs) that's awesome though i mean that's really cool Uh, and like to be able to create that space is really important especially because there's two of you you can kind of shift and change the dynamic throughout the podcast Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. me you know i'm like okay let's you know navigate the river I mean, it's different with you two because, you know, we can all right. do it together. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I Yeah, I can't say I would have my parents on my podcast, but maybe they'll listen to this. Who knows? I don't know. It'd be, inter- well, it'd be interesting. I definitely would need someone to co-host with me on that one. Yeah, like my mom's our biggest fan. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> I love like, so She much. is like bated breath waiting for every new episode. Like, if something doesn't go out at the time, Joe usually puts it out. Like, I get a text message like, I haven't seen it. What's coming up today? Like, she's... <laughs> That's too funny. That was one of our strongest episodes, too, because the 
impact of his story and his story was the start of your story right Mm -hmm. like the ripple effects and to me the overwhelming theme of that episode was that how one person and one life the compounding ripple effects and the positive impact that you can have in this world Mm -hmm. like that is so inspiring like right now, each of us as one human being in this world has the power to have all these ripple effects in so many people's lives that we don't even realize right now. Mm-hmm. Just by existing and just by mm-hmm. the choices and the decisions we make throughout of throughout the day. Like, oh my gosh, it gives you goosebumps. Yeah. And how we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for those decisions that happened. You know? Oh, gives me goosies. No, well, is, I think is. that's part of yeah sorry go ahead i was gonna say that's part of why i am a hairstylist because i do have those interactions every single day and so whether or not my clients realize it i'm having those conversations about their language or giving them a new perspective and so i see it a little bit more directly because i'm like okay here's four conversations i was able to sneak some sort of self-awareness into you know today and I think I told you, Sarah, like hair isn't, hair is my current vehicle, right? My why is to have an impact and to encourage and to, uh, you know, create self-awareness in, in the people around me. And I always talk about like, hair is just my current vehicle for how I do that. But it's not, yep. it's not the end of my journey. There's so many things I want to do. But when I think about that or when I have people come back to me or, you know, my client's daughter say something to me, I'm like, Oh, I said that in in an appointment. Like, that's awesome. I said that and I did this and I did this and like all these things. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool to see it. Like, it's like a direct reflection. It's that it's almost like that little feedback that comes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. The and because you have a captive audience, right? Like when they're in your chair, you have a captive audience and there's something very vulnerable about being in the chair. There's like that culture within that community of like, okay, that's your safe space to be vulnerable yep. where people are like, I'm in this chair. And a lot of times they're in that chair for three, four hours, depending on what it is that they're having done to their hair. Right. And when you find a hairstylist, you love, you are loyal and committed to them. So you're creating this long-term relationship. And so it's your space to have that captive audience. Cause they're in the chair for three to four hours and for them to put their guard down and be vulnerable. And so they're more open and receptive to take in those things, those, you know, little Absolutely. diamond nuggets that you're planting. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think some of my clients know that I do it, <laughs> but, but some of them are like, maybe, but I actually had someone call me last week and, um, she's another entrepreneur and she, we have a, I, have an episode with her and she said Laura I just needed to like hear your voice I just needed like like your I just needed to hear you're like level-headed you're like I just needed to hear that and I think my clients have just from what I heard they're like oh yeah I just needed to hear that from a different perspective Mm -hmm. or a different way and I think um you know I talked about on my intro podcast like not having feedback uh, and that's something I struggle with as a as a business owner. The way that you two talked about being able to give each other feedback because you don't have unresolved hurts. You know that when you give each other feedback, it's coming from a place of a place of love and a place of wanting to support one another. And 
my clients, that's the only feedback I have. And so when I do get, and, and a lot of clients are hesitant to give feedback, right? And so when I do, when I do get feedback, because feedback is neutral, right? It's not, not good or bad. Mm-hmm. When I hear that, yep. I'm like, yes, someone gave me feedback. <laughs> Even if it's like feedback that maybe is uncomfortable to hear, I'm just like, oh, thank God somebody was honest and spoke up and now we can have a clear connection. Like if it's an umbilical cord, right? Or like the the cord that's connecting us, the USB or whatever, like now it's clear. It's not mucked up with junk. I love it when people are like, hey, so um, this interaction that we had, I kind of didn't like it. And let's like, I'm like, yes, let's clear it out. Let's talk about it. Let's go through it so that there's no more muck versus if people don't say anything. And then you don't even know you did anything that upset them or you didn't even know that now it's been murky and you're like, oh, it's murky. I did not get the memo on that. (laughs) And that's the thing, right? Like, and I actually hear that a lot, like, because people apparently find me intimidating. Yeah, you're really scary. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've heard that. It's the teal hair. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's the purple hair for me. Uh, And and maybe the tattoos. I hear that a lot, too. Also, I'm really tall. what it is apparently like i have like the mother of all rbfs right like i don't know what it is but people you know i have heard that feedback right that like you like i was afraid to talk to you i would like whatever it is because i do have a strong personality i am direct i am but because of that i also am most frequently blindsided by the people who are like you know when you said that it was you know it made me feel blah 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 and i'm like then just tell me. Yes. Like, don't not talk to me for three weeks. Just tell yep. me so I can say, I'm sorry, that was not my intention. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk it out and hug it out and then move on because I honestly haven't even thought about it. Right? Like, I'm... <laughs> right. You're like, I've, I've <laughs> moved on to like know. 600 other things. Like, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because like, I, I, I've reached a point in my life where my focus is you know, making sure that I approach this life with love and happiness and generosity. And if you don't tell me that I did something wrong, (laughs) if you don't, if you don't respect that, I, you know, that, that I will respect your boundaries kind of thing. Like then then it's on you, right? right. Like then it's on that person. Right. Like if you don't speak up, and clear up the muck, then it's on you that you didn't speak up, right? Because yeah. the people, the other person can't know. Right. They didn't know. Exactly. Right? When you speak you don't up, know what the you other don't person know. is a, exactly. If you speak up and then the other person is a jerk about it and is like refusing to take any accountability or won't take, or won't validate your feelings, like if, then that's on them. But if you're refusing to say anything, then that responsibility for the murkiness and the unresolved hurts is your responsibility to carry and own only because the other person is clueless and in the dark. Yeah. Well, and I also think it's about how you approach it. Right. Cause like I had somebody, you know, recently phone me and be like, well, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, X, Y, Z because it was bitchy. And I'm like, excuse me, you don't approach me like that. (laughs) Right. You don't approach anybody like that. And I, cause I, and I turned around, I was like, I don't really like this right now. I feel attacked. And they were like, well, that's how I felt. But I'm like, mm-hmm. my intention was not. I'm just a direct person. I apologize that, you know, and I don't even want to give this apology because like it's going to sound fake because one of the, the my least favorite things is I apologize. You feel that way. Don't fucking apologize for your feel like feelings are neither good nor bad. They just are. They, yes. Right? Like, but I'm yes. Like, I'm that, like, 
what I said made you feel like, I don't even know how to apologize, but I'm sorry. And it wasn't my intention. And I'm like, like girl, I can teach you the three part apology. Cause right. I hate when people give me this, like, well, I'm sorry. You feel that way. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not an apology. That's still putting yeah. that mess on me. <laughs> and, like, I, and I found myself still trying to apologize that way. And I was like, because I knew that like, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like, it's just how I she was, interpreted it. It was how it was received. And like, so that's a, that's like an, a, that's a personal, you know, but at the same time, I was like, all right, you know, kudos for you for calling me early in the morning telling me I was a bitch. Right. Like, whatever. Like, well, and he, here's the thing with that, though. Right. When somebody tells you that you hurt them, you don't get to decide that you did it. Right. right. Like that's yeah. some quote out there somewhere. So it's not a matter of agreeing with them, but it's not a matter of being like, oh, I totally was a bitch. Like you don't have to agree. You can be like, no, what I did was completely in alignment, but you can validate of like, I understand how that can seem bitchy to you. It right. may not have seemed bitchy to you, but you can empathize and be like, I can understand how that would right. seem bitchy to you. And I think people get hung up on that where they're like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm not going to own anything. And I'm like, you don't have to do anything wrong in order to apologize and empathize with somebody else, right? Like you can be like, I wouldn't have responded that way. I wouldn't have been offended by that, but I can see that you're hurt. And so I want to acknowledge you're hurt and I'm sorry that you are hurt because that's never my intention because I have nothing but love and respect for you. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Like that is, this is like the conundrum of my adult life and friendships as Jenny mentioned earlier is I don't want to say like it's lonely at the top, but sometimes when you have this language and you have read these books and you've done the trainings, sometimes engaging with people who haven't can be challenging because yes. I found yeah. that- yes. I found that the biggest challenge in my adult friendships is that I'm uh, I'm very independent. I'm dominating. I'm an ESTJA. I'm an Enneagram type eight. I'm a Leo. I am like across the board, uh, terrifying to some people. Um, but I'm also tall, heavily tattooed, purple hair. So the intimidating factor is like a million fold and people act as if like I I don't have the space to have conversations. And so someone will come to me like, oh, I'm really upset because three months ago, you didn't validate my feelings because this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, first of all, why did you wait three months to tell me? We could have had a conversation and cleared it out then, but you never gave me that opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You never afforded me that opportunity. You went ahead and decided your feelings and my feelings on the subject. Now you're coming to me with all this mess we have to clean up. And mm. then you want me to apologize for the way that you interpreted something or the way that you received something when people in my life know damn well, that was not my intention. And right. so this is like that conundrum that I, I see a lot and I see it in my some of my clients because they'll come in and be like, oh, I hated my last hairstyle. She did this, this, and this. I'm like, great. Did you give them feedback? And they're like, no, I just never wanted to go to her again. I'm like, great, but you should call a salon and give them feedback because if you don't give them feedback, they never have the opportunity to grow. And when I look right. at mm -hmm. two friendships in my life, we all kind of met, you know, at a similar time. One of the biggest factors, differing factors in my friendships is that one friendship, we're really able to have those conversations and clear it out really quickly. Whereas mm -hmm. the other one, 
it it takes a little bit more time. And so we were not able to grow at the same rate. I mean, it's still a great mm-hmm. friendship and we still love each other and spend time together. And it's just different. Um, and then I have one of my close friends is a life coach and she's done mm-hmm. the Brene Brown training and we've done month long three month long personal development trainings with one another and so if -hmm. something happens I call her I'm like hey um yeah so like I'm not really feeling what you said yesterday can we clear it out and like move on and she's like yep great okay that was done and it's nothing there's no (laughs) it's not good bad and I always tell people like stop having the bad wrong conversation things just are feelings just are we're the only people that put those interpretations and those negative or positive connotations on them. And then mm-hmm. it just gets messy. And I don't like messy. I just, I don't right. do messy. And so I'll go on like months, you know, down the road and someone's like, oh, yeah. but like that thing you said forever ago. And I'm like, I, I don't, if you, I don't know. Like, I tell totally me. Done. Girlfriend, like, I'm, and I say this with love. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. I'm sorry that happened, but like I've moved on Can or like, do we ha- do you need to talk about it? I'm, I'll listen. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I think too, it's like, and this is from my husband because he gets like by proxy, right? So he gets these <laughs> personal development by proxy. Yeah. And he said to me, he was like, babe, you got to understand that not everybody has done the trainings. Not everybody has done the work. So not everybody is speaking your language. They don't have the same skill set. Because I'm sitting there going, I don't understand why they would do that. Like, don't they know that this is such an easier way? Like, why would they stay quiet for three months? <laughs> that doesn't make sense in my brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't they just come talk to me and say that? And my husband was like, because they don't know any different. They don't know any better. Right. He's like, they don't have that same training and skill set. He's like, they're not doing this every day, all day, their whole lives. Like you are, babe. And I was like, oh, I forgot that. I forgot that. <laughs> The rest of the world does not like is not using these all the time because you know, we like, use them all the time because we know awesome how awesome they are. <laughs> like, can you imagine how awesome the world would be if everybody right? these skills? All the time? Like, that's I mean, my vision can, for the world is like that everyone does the training, you know, whether it's uh, an actual training. Yeah, the well, work. Then, everyone does the work. the work of letting yeah. go. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, it's the work of learning to let go. And learning to let go of these expectations and let go of these assumptions and let go of all of this shit that you put on other people, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the work that you do within yourself. But when you're, when, when you have these hurts and, and you're not really respecting, um, you know, the, the, um, when you're not really respecting the relationship because you're not bringing things up, whether it's personal, professional, whatever, like, you're not living your best life there girl like honestly like how much energy are you wasting and putting out and just on stuff that you could be like solving world hunger i don't know like well and i think too of like the situation that laura said maybe even like when that comes up of being like hey what are we not doing that's causing you to feel like you couldn't have come to me three months ago right like, what are, what are we missing within us, within our relationship that made you feel like you couldn't bring that up three months ago? Mm-hmm. Like, and then starting the conversation from there, right? Of like, oh, okay. Or I've had to say to even on my team, where they're afraid to say stuff because we have that boss employee dynamic. And I was like, 
well, what have I done on my end? Or what example can you give me of when you've brought something to me and you, and I've broken that trust. And when you allow people that chance to reflect Mm. and they're like, Oh, wait, that's right. That's not you. Like that's my past boss or that's my past best friend, or that's my past trauma with whoever, whoever, whoever. And then they're like, Oh, like they get that moment to sit there and have that aha experience of wait, that's not you. You're right. All of our interaction has been where I can trust you and has been where I can bring things to you and you're totally open and you coach me through it or, you you know, we work through our shit together. Yeah. And they're just, yeah, they're putting all of their stuff onto your relationship. And, you know, it's, I had someone recently who I basically told her, I was like, look, like you're out of integrity. If you can't, if you cannot do this small thing to honor our friendship and our relationship, it would say, it would speak to your integrity. And she was very upset with me. And she came back like a week later and she was like, uh, I'm sorry. I realized Mm -hmm. I was out of integrity in many areas of my life, not just in this conversation. (laughs) And I was like, Mm -hmm. great. So then you had a breakthrough. But when Mm -hmm. when everything happened, I was able to look at that relationship and be like, okay, well, this relationship apparently did have other issues or maybe we our relationship was like a two out of ten and then we're having this conversation on top of it so of course it's not gonna go very well if we don't have that like foundational respect and trust anyways right and i think that like one of the i really what you said just kind of like got a whole bunch of ideas in my head but one of the things that um that strikes true is like when we are the ones that are in alignment and we're the ones that stay in integrity and we're the ones i mean we you know we're human we're gonna have moments right like like what sarah's saying when matt is like honey it's it's sometimes about you (laughs) recognizing that they don't know what you're talking about um but like it's a lot of times i think that we will fall into the trap of being like we always have to be on right? Like we always have to be the ones to resolve the issue or we always have to be the one to bring it up because we're so accustomed to being in that space because we do live a life that's in alignment with our, our core values. And we do, you know, really work hard. And so when we encounter people who are so obviously out of integrity or so obviously out of alignment with their, with our core values and those things that it literally like, there, I, I feel like I'm at that, you know, that crossroads of like, do I care and do I tell them or do I just figure out how to respond in a way that's going to uh, gracefully cut them out of my life? And that's where I think one of the biggest things that has come out of like building these relationships and building these tribes is I've created my own board of directors, basically. Um, and it's people like Sarah and um, there's a few other people in our in our circles that bring different things to the table um, and each are trustworthy. And I don't bring big issues outside of my board of directors, right? Mm-hmm. Like my husband, Sarah, there's a few, like maybe four other people. And I don't bring big issues outside of that because I don't feel like I need to tell everybody because you don't, if you, it's not that you don't know who you can trust, but there may be people who you think are trustworthy that maybe don't deserve it a hundred percent yet. Well, and I think when you have that trust too, like it's not this all or nothing thinking of either they're in your life or you politely cut them out. Right. You can still do a course correct of that gray area of like Laura said, where her friend was like, Oh, I realized I was totally out of integrity on a lot of aspects. 
that helps clear up that murk. And now you and like Laura and her friend, instead of being a two, that situation strengthened them. and was a trust building situation where now they've up leveled their relationship from a two to four because they know they can have those conversations. They can call each other out. And it's not a I call you out or I don't because an all or nothing of you're in my life or you're not right. That's why people don't say anything. It's because they're all or nothing thinkers, black and white. If there's a conflict, I'm going to lose them as a friend or if there is a conflict, I'm going to lose them as a client. It's not that it's we can discuss things and have hard conversations and have differences Mm -hmm. and still maintain a relationship. It's the whole reason why Jenny and I got our and tattoos. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we can disagree on things and And? love each other. Mm -hmm. We can have an argument and work through it and take our friendship from a two to a four to a six to a ten you know what i mean and we can also recognize when that maybe isn't the healthiest thing for all of us involved and right choose right because that's Mm -hmm. going back to that intention right Mm -hmm. where do you choose to be yep and if it's going to be something that you can support ongoing if you can say yep you know what this is going to work um, but you also have to recognize that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. it may not be the best decision. And that's cool, too. Um, right. Sometimes a- the relationship ended its course, like you said at the right. beginning, right? Where the idea evil go- goes to the end and it's unraveled and it's reached the end or it continues. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted that acknowledgement, you know, like in that conversation that we had, I, I just needed to hear her be like, oh, yes. And I'm out of integrity in so many other areas. That's all right. I was listening for there was Mm -hmm. all this other murkiness but like when she was able to acknowledge that i was like okay forget all that shit we just Mm -hmm. made big leaps and bounds in our friendship that you acknowledge the actual issue at hand and now we can choose how to move forward yeah i also did not know about the and tattoos but i love that because i have consciously worked on eliminating but from Mm -hmm. my language Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't allow for growth and it doesn't allow for everything to be acknowledged and it everything before the butt just gets discredited, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Yep. It negates the butt negates what came before. Absolutely. Right. When you're like, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but, but you know they're about to say something you, bitchy and rude. You are about yeah. to be a bitch. <laughs> I'm not, yes. yes. You know what? I'm not trying to insult you, but, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, skirt, just stop right there. But you did intentionally insult me by saying <laughs> you don't want to insult me, but oh, my you favorite are one. absolutely paving the way to insult me. My favorite one lately is I'm not racist, but oh. <laughs> I'm not racist, <laughs> but X, Y, Z, P, D, Q. And I'm just like, I don't even care what you say after the but because you can right, you lost right. me there. Like, I'm yes. gone. I'm out of this I conversation. Believe, I believe blank, but no. Yeah. no. I don't love yeah. this, but or I don't understand why it. I, it's like all these things are like. <laughs> I mean, or I don't agree with this, but, but I'll still vote for that person. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mind blowing explosion in my brain. I know. I just sit and I'm like, how? How? Well, and I think the butt is what creates. So for me, I really struggle when things are out of alignment, like super struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And so if if somebody the butt creates a misalignment uh, when you say blah, 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 but. It literally You're goes like this. Creating, yes, yeah. 
yes and i'm like oh i can't you know follow like? that train. it's like cubert when he can't jump to the next block right like when you say but it's like cubert's stuck and he's not gonna go anywhere Do, am i am i dating i'm my... like i have no idea what you're talking about you're gonna have to educate is cubert like the little guy the no was the that the video game that he would like jump from the blocks there'd be things that would drop to, oh my oh, god i thought you were talking no. about like oh that's clippy i was thinking about clippy on the <laughs> <laughs> I'm like listeners. I'm anybody, showing my age. This is anybody know what she's talking about? Bueller. Three years of age difference make a huge, huge <laughs> impact. Whereas I will be 42 this year in 2020, and I'm making Cubert references, and y'all are like, I was born in 1981. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Go look up Cubert and you'll understand what okay. I'm talking about, people. <laughs> it's just a disconnection. Like, it, it's yeah. very much like an out of alignment. alignment. Like, yep. So, it's in the John Gottman work, it's called accepting influence. Mm-hmm. And so, it's those relationships where when you're out of alignment, you're able to accept the influences of the people that you trust for them to be able to be like, hey, I know alignment is super important to you. And I noticed this, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Or like, I just want to check in. Yeah. And so it's coming, like, it's all in that, how that intention and that, that seeing them. Right. And then being in a place to accept that influence of like, Oh, dang, I didn't even see that. Or I didn't even notice that of like, that's, that isn't aligned with me. Thank you for letting me know so that I can get back in line. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah. I want I want my network to be able to say that. And I do have a few friends that I you know have learned that language and uh like I said my friend Kate who we've done this work for years together and she's like, "You okay, buddy?" I'm like, "No. Can you <laughs> can you help me get okay?" <laughs> I remember like sobbing. One day I was like in the bathtub and I called her hysterical. I was like, <gasps> I'm out of alignment with everything I said I want. Can you help me just realign really quickly? And she's like, uh-huh. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's just sometimes <laughs> you just need someone to yes. like, yeah, to call you out on your shit and like, hey, like I can, and, and my best friend, I'm like, look, I need you, if I'm off, I need you to say something because I guarantee there's something deeper going on. So if you notice right. me pulling back or being one kind of way via text message i need you to ask me what's really going on because oftentimes it's not it's not as simple as like you know oh i missed a doctor's appointment or it's it's usually something else going on where i'm out of alignment Mm -hmm. with myself and i I, and i just need you to like hey Mm -hmm. you you how you doing yep to nudge you right nudge you back over give you a little booty bump back into alignment absolutely yeah and i think it's also important to recognize like there especially for those of us who are very driven and work maybe sometimes excessively not sarah never that might be me um and who (laughs) don't make fun of my boundaries girl who don't always take inventory that like there may be days when like you may go to that person and be like hey how are you doing and they'll just burst out crying and that's okay because it could be like you know what i'm struggling right now and i don't know but like knowing that you have those people that you can turn to when you're his you know crying and sobbing in the bathtub or <laughs> um that you know 
you may be somewhere and they may like, how are things going? You're like, don't ask me because I'm going to start crying. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that again, like finding those people that you can count on as your safe space who will hold space for you. Like that's invaluable. Yeah. It's invaluable. Yeah. Um, Sarah and I had a, 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 a um, something a happenstance is what I'm going to call it earlier this year where she was like, I was afraid to tell you this, but I feel like you need to know. And I received it. And I was like, um, cause she was like, basically she's like, I don't want you to do the thing where you internalize and make it about like, like what you're doing wrong because you didn't do anything wrong. So like, don't do that. But I have to tell you this thing. And I wasn't sure because I didn't want you to do that, but I'm going to tell you anyway, and I'm holding space for you. And I was like, okay, great. And, and quickly processed through it. I started going down the one rabbit hole. I was like, wait, she said, I don't have to do that. (laughs) And I was like, this means like, because at the end of the day, what it meant was like, we had haters. And I was like, (sighs) that means that we've up leveled to the point that like, we legitimately had haters. I was like, I don't even know what to do with this knowledge. And like, I, you know, I was like riding this roller coaster. Girlfriend stopped by my house the next day and dropped off some like crystal thing to help me like keep myself centered. Her, the selenite wand and was like, hey, I left your President Smith's boot there. Yeah, <laughs> I have it with me. Like it goes where I go. Right. Like, but that's the point of having, you know, those yes. people who will send you. <laughs> You know, whether it's it's drop off a, a I don't even want to explain selenite selenite crystal. Yeah. Selenite. But when you see it, it doesn't just look like a crystal. <laughs> My husband was like, What the fuck is that? <laughs> and I was like, No, Sarah just dropped it off. It's okay. Um but recognizing that you have those people that like will then step up because it's and when you choose the people uh when when you are are going through this process and finding those people who you think are okay and then they betray you like it's just a stepping stone and i'm not saying betrayal is in like right i don't know basic they're not like stealing your man betrayal right (laughs) not like single white female but it's like um you know it's more like that you feel that out of alignment betrayal that you're like because more of it's like a self like i selected the wrong person well i think it's a where the expectation is not met where you're like oh i expected differently or i expected more i expected to be treated differently and so it's that hurt of that unmet expectation of like damn i would have done that for them yeah. And the, the the expectation is that they would do it for me too. And they didn't. And that hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 150%. Yeah. And I think too, that that's the importance of having the board of directors, right? Yes. It's like you check in with them and you're like, Hey, this is how this went down. Am I out of alignment? Like, let me know mm-hmm. if I mucked this up so that I can go back in and clean it up. And I kind of have like a three-step checklist in my brain. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, was I in alignment with my core values? And I'll be like, check. Like I honored my core values of trust, mm-hmm. connection, and self-worth. And then I'm like, was I out of alignment of integrity? Did I break any of the components of trust? And if I'm good there and I'm like, check, like I honored that, like I'll go boop, 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 boop. And then I'll check in with my board of directors and be like, all right, here's how it went down. Let me know, like, call me out. What could I have done differently? Yeah. And they'll be like, well, maybe if you would have said it this way, it probably would have been received better. You know what I mean? So they'll, they'll call you on it. 
so that you have that check-in and that grounding. Mm -hmm. And if you have nothing to be called on, they'll remind you that is not yours to own, that that is somebody else's shit. And that's for them to own and them to work through and don't be owning other people's stuff. Like that's a boundary. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Don't own other people's stuff. Yep. Someone once told me like friends, people you mean are for like a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And while mm-hmm. I, I, I do like that, essentially, I think, you know, in my mid, in my early 20s, I was like, I have to be friends with everyone. I need to have the same friendship with everyone. And, and now that I'm, you know, rapidly approaching my 30s, I'm like, oh, wait a second. This friend serves this really awesome purpose in my life. Mm-hmm. And this friend serves a totally different, but also amazing purpose. And, you know, this friend, maybe I don't speak to them every day. Maybe it's more like once a week. And that's okay because I know that if I pick up the the phone, we can still have these conversations and they're still holding space for me no matter how much time goes between us talking. And the same with Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, my board of directors, I don't talk to some of them every day, but I know they know what's up and I know what's up in in their lives and I can call them be like hey Mm -hmm. so like can you just you know can you hear me out can you do this you know can you you know can Mm -hmm. I clear this out with you and sometimes I I don't even need them to say anything right like I just need you to hear me talk myself Mm -hmm. through those steps and then I just need you to like thumbs up me like literally just say great you you go you got it I don't really actually need you to do anything um i just need you to be the space for me to to work through my stuff yep yep Yep. do you find too that the more you do the work and the like more you up level that the space becomes more sacred is that just me no i i Hmm. i do agree i i have like i feel like i have tears you know what I mean? Like I have, or like rings. So I have like, you know, there's three or four people who I hold in this very tight, very small sacred space. And then I have yep. the friend, the the best friends and then the, the friends and then the acquaintances and it kind of goes out and out and out. Yep. But like there are very few people in this, like who have seen me in this very sacred space. You know, I think my father is one, my friend Kate, who was on the episode is one, you know, my fiance is one. And then there's like one or two other people that who have done this work at such a high level and high vibration that it just like, I can say something and I get it and I don't have to, I don't have to like layman's terms. Right. The right. work. Does that make sense? You don't have to like yes. justify. You don't have to over, over. You don't have to teach. Over explain. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I yeah. can just say like, hey, like this is, do you, you know, this is that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I just need to like into this space. Well, and I think too that we like at every human being in the world wants that to be seen. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. Right. And Mm -hmm. so the power to see somebody and to be seen, like we crave that. And so when people know the difference, and I think you don't know the difference until you're doing the work because it's in the awakening process where you're awakening and you're like, Oh my God, there is a difference between those surface mundane relationships that yeah, 
they can sustain me. It's kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to I'm on Survivor and I'm going to live off of rice and water. <laughs> like, yeah, I can do that. I can live off of rice and water. But when you go through awakening and you're like, oh, these relationships that are so fulfilling and so full of depth and connection and where I feel seen and heard by them and I belong, that's like I'm eating the mother of all nutrients. It's superfoods all day long. And then you're like, I can't go back to eating rice and water every day. <laughs> Yeah. But until you have the superfood, you don't know the difference and you think all everything is fine. Right. And so you're like, you don't know you're malnourished. You don't know you're lacking nutrition. And so I think that I love how you said spheres, because in business, every, everybody talks about the spheres of influence. Well, when people talk about it, they're like your sphere of influence as in who you're influencing. But I'm like, no, no, no. It goes both ways because your sphere, the little small, like, you know, the small one, that's who influences you. Yep. And that's the influence that you're willing to accept. And you're like, oh, I'll accept their influence because they're in my my inner circle sphere. And mm-hmm. then the people in the next sphere out, like maybe I'll accept their influence 50% of the time. I'll <laughs> discern what it is I'm going to take in, what it is I'm not going to take in and outwards because it's not a hierarchy. Right. It's that's why I changed the Correct. Yeah. The I loved from, how you did yeah. that. Yeah, I love it. And so I'm like, oh my God, when you said that, I was like, yes, it's not just sphere of influence in the business world of like, how many are you going to influence? It's how much do you, how many do you allow to influence you? And what level of discernment do you have of who you put in which sphere? Right. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, oh man, my dad is in that sphere. It's, it's a really, oh, my dad and I are the same person and it is challenging, but it's like that we influence each other. And so like, I, when I see stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's me though. Like, (laughs) oh, like it's a good, it's, I'm happy I have him in that because we are like, like personality wise, exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) sometimes in that sphere, it's like, oh, wait a second. Like you drive me crazy because you did this, but I do that. Right. <laughs> Whoops. Right. Yeah. All the time. Or all he's like time. holding up the mirror for you. He's like, mirror, honey. <laughs> oh, so this is a really good, funny story. Tom jokes with me that sometimes we'll be talking and in the middle of us talking, I'll just do something totally random. Uh, and so we were at my dad's house one day and my dad and I were just having, like, he asked me a question. We're having a conversation and then he just turns on the Vitamix and I was like, dad? And Tom looks at me, he goes, do you get it now? Do you understand? Because I had literally done the same thing with the blender like a few days prior. And Tom's like, yep. do you finally understand what what it's like to live with me, with you? Like, I like, or do you? And I was like, oh, yeah. babe, I'm so sorry. Because I got so frustrated with my dad. But it was like, Yep. Yeah, I, I do it too. And so, he, oh, he's my mirror. That's so funny. But I like, but in yep. my sphere, all of them are my mirrors, right? You know, because it's like, we we are direct reflections of each other and we can give each other that feedback. And so I can tell like when, um, you know, my best friend, like when when she's off, I'm off. Like, it's just, it's a it's a very uh, reflective mirror. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you say something about boundaries earlier. Oh, yes. I love that. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in this week for part one of our chat with the ladies from the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast, Sarah and Jenny. 
Make sure you check back in next week for part two. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next week.